In this episode, you're going to meet Jerry. Jerry Jarma, professional photographer, a yes woman, and all-around badass. She's amazing. And we're going to be talking about building positive energy on set. Yes, yes. Giving of your time and why sharing is caring. So grab a marshmallow, pull up a log. It is story time. You got cues, throw them down below or drop me a line. Well, I'm a photographer and director. I have been in the photographic industry for two decades. I've been in front of the camera. I've assisted until I've been blue in the face and I have shot campaigns and commercials and editorials, you name it. Um, I'm currently at university studying my master's in positive psychology and psychology coaching. And the reason being is because it's always been a passion of mine to help and guide and understand the person in front of me, and especially as a photographer, it's really important that you bring your personality and offer that value and help the other person that you're working with feel secure and confident. So for me, it's about helping other creators grow as well. Everything that you just said is amazing, but I wanna talk about why we're back together collaborating. Um, Not too long ago, I called you and said, hey, I've got this thing. I've got this book producer and I need some photos taken. I've looked at your other work. You're doing some similar things about craftsmanship. Uh, Would you be interested in photographing this? And your response was yes. Mm -hmm. And at that stage, I was like, sweet, I'm going to get Jerry to come and take some photos. It's going to look really good for me and my client. But what can I give Jerry in return? And I was like, I can film and photograph stuff. So why don't I throw in, you photograph it, I'll do some behind the scenes. And then I'll make a video. Mm -hmm. And then I'll give you the video in exchange. So it's free, but not free. You get something in return. I then get something to make my client look good. But what was nuts is how much was created on that day. Right? Yeah. So uh, the moral of the story is collaborating with creatives is incredibly fruitful if you can see beyond it is just a job. 100%. So I want to know from your perspective, some dude that you knew years ago working for a film agency mm-hmm. calls you up and says, hey, can you come work for free? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're on the other end of the phone. What do you think? What's going through your head at that stage? Well, Justin's just trying to get free stuff out of me. <laughs> no, actually, my first thought about collaborating is always being enthusiastic and exciting because I'm always curious to see what other people are doing and I believe as a creator to become more creative and inspired is to collaborate and work with other people Um, and I don't do it to expect anything uh, back either you know there's three kind of people who collaborate one kind who know they're doing you a favor and expect something back and will ask you quite quickly. The other person will yes say yes and then wait and think you're indebted to them. And the third person is the person that will just do it because they're enthused about themselves as a creator. They want to be part of a team. They want to grow. And And I believe that I have something to learn from everyone. So as much as you were stoked that, you, that I said yes, I was stoked that you asked me to come and create with you because I was like, 100%, I would love to. I love what you do. I love what you say. Um, I I respect you. I respect your work. And uh, yeah, why wouldn't I want to see what we can create together? If anything, I'm going to learn and I'm going to see how you do things and get a little bit of inspiration and be be inspired, the same thing really. But if I say no, then where am I going? Where's the growth? In that I'm just going to be sat at home doing my own thing. I'm not going to be out of my comfort zone. 
I'm not going to learn off someone who knows more than me. I'm not going to meet new people. You know, there's so much, um, I would say, negative bias, and it's not it's not forward approaching if you say no always for me anyway I've and from my experience I've always said yes and then I've seen what experience I've learned when I've got there and then I can understand what I like and what I don't like well tick 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 (laughs) yes um I think with what you're saying a lot of the the individuals that I've stumbled across and I do say stumble Mm -hmm. um for a reason because I find them stumbling blocks is that they the individuals that say no tend to be me 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 mm. whereas I'm very much we 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 yes. it's like I want a shared experience I want to create something together I want I don't want to just go off and do stuff and then have it be mine uh, because so much of what I do is one man bandy mm-hmm. like I don't get to share a lot of the work that I do because it's often me on a plane going delivering for a client and then it's like I sit down at a table and I can't share it. Whereas mm. this was something where I'm like, this could work for both of us and it could work really well. And I think we could make something pretty awesome. And so, thank you. Um, but I think that that's what I want to instill to all the creatives out there is to say yes, to think bigger than just a job for a portfolio piece and get paid. Mm-hmm. That to me just doesn't, doesn't resonate as well as coming together, working for a common goal to benefit one another. Yeah. So what I took away from this shoot was ways in which I can deliver better for mar- my clients by bringing in people that I want to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking at like the deliverables on this thing, it's like client got a bunch of photos, client got a video, and then you go, Jerry got some photos, mm. Jerry got some videos. Yeah very specific videos to try and get you more work videos, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Amazing. So you look at this and you think about all the social media posts, all the push that you do, all the push that I do, all the push that the client does. Everybody's kind of promoting one another. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you create this little cyclone of awesome. You just go, yes, this can do good. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do with something like this, and when you say to creatives, work with your peers so then you can almost create test cases and case studies of what you're capable of doing, even though there's no money yeah. being transacted. Yeah, there's no financial exchange, but there's a lot of exchange within this space. And I think the client wins, you win, I win, and we pushed ourselves to see what you can actually create on a day. That's it, yeah. We all, we all win when you collaborate. I mean, we're, we're kind of in a in a time now where I think a lot of us are thinking quite differently. And obviously you've got people like Gary Vee who wrote that great book, Jab, 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 Hook, which is precisely what we're speaking about right now. It's about give, 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 give. And then if you do want to do something together or if I have a job and I need a videographer, I'm going to think of you. If you have a job and you have a need a photographer, you're going to think of me because we're there to give our services and skills freely. Now, I'm not saying that, yes, I say yes to everyone and everything. I have to kind of think about the person that I'm going to work with. So obviously I know your personality. I respect you. I appreciate you. I've seen your work. I know we're in alignment with our, with the way we think and what we do. And I have suggested with the people and then I've got there and I've gone, oh, this was a really bad idea, but at least I've experienced it. And then I've had people that have asked me and I've said no to because it 
actually wasn't in alignment with who I was as a person and I knew that I probably wouldn't benefit them. So what I've done is I've passed them on to somebody else who could benefit them. Who And I've also told that other person that it is a collaboration, but I think this would be really beneficial for you to do. So I've I've kind of put that enthusiasm and that um, that collaboration mindset with them and they've gone out and they've also grown. So, you know, yes, I'm saying say yes to as much as possible but if you think it's not for you then share that with somebody else just keep it flowing keep the collaboration keep forward thinking and growth and with a growth mindset when it comes to creativity well i've run into that with you as well it's like i've asked you i'm like i need to get some food photography done or i need to get something done do you have anybody you go yeah yeah yeah. i'm not the right person for that but Mm. this person might be or i'm not available here's this person yeah and i when I moved here 12 years ago, one of my biggest frustrations with this city, sorry, London, this has always been a frustration, is that you don't share. Yeah, that's it. And it's really irritating because I naturally share. If you called me up and I wasn't available, I'd be like, sweet, dude, they can do it. They can do it. Somebody else can do it. And you're like, why did you just give me your other people? Because then you could have lost the work. And you mm. go, no, 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 no. That is not the way this works. A rising tide floats all ships. That's the way it works. You needed help. You get somebody to help you on the day that I'm not available. Great. Because it benefits you. And if I think all I've got to like keep you as like mine yeah, is just, you're going to be grateful. Yeah. You're going to be appreciative that I tried to help even if you use that person or not. So you're probably going to call me again. Yeah. hundred percent. Hoping that I'm not in town so you can find somebody else. <laughs> yeah. But I think this, um, handing people handing work to other people is also understanding um kind of like your niche like i am not a food photographer yes i'm a photographer and i've got a creative eye but just because i can pick up a camera and photograph everything doesn't mean i should photograph everything you know i find joy in working with people um, I should niche down on that and I know the people who are amazing at food or amazing at still life and they are the people that I should give the opportunity to and I totally agree with you it's not about mine 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 I can do it I can do it and yes I have been there when I was first started out in photography and I was like I'll do this I'll do that but I was also in that process of figuring out what it was that I liked and what I could do but as soon as I realized what I was good at where my skill sets lied then when you came to me and said, can you do this? And I was like, it's not my area of expertise. That felt really kind of, you know, that felt good because I was like, yes, I can, but I would rather you have a better opportunity with someone who were actually skilled in that area and share the work. And they're going to appreciate it. You're going to build up a relationship with them. You're going to be thankful because I didn't just come in and be like, yeah, I can do it. And give you someone else who could do it properly, who wants to do it. A hundred percent. Not that I did say that if you don't find anyone, I'll come in and shoot it for free. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but also it's like I did, you know, I do know hundreds of photographers that I could have easily called and said, Oi, you owe me. Yeah. You owe me a favor to come do this. Mm-hmm. It was that I researched what you were up to and you had already done craftsmanship. Yes. yes. Portrait series. And I was like, this could, this could work for that. See if she's open to it. Mm. And yeah, it's also about just understanding one another and mm. making sure that you are in alignment, that you know that I'm there for you, likewise, but also knowing yourself, which is the most important. 100%, yeah. Because for some reason, I've turned into the, I'm the travel 
photographer for holidays mm -hmm. and the birthday party photographer. It is very strange. <laughs> it has happened recently in the past two years. Like I get called, you're like, can you come photograph my 50th birthday or my 60th birthday? We need somebody to be here to like be with my friends, but not like be the photographer, but just like be here. And I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. But can we just can we just say that these birthdays are extraordinary people? <laughs> they're not just like Joe Dogs down the okay, road. Okay, they're yeah, they're, they're a little like bit different. Amazing, awesome people. So yeah, they are pretty cool birthday they're parties. Pretty cool birthday parties. But it's a, but it's one of those things where that is my niche. That is this like sweet spot where I, if you say I need you to get on a plane, I need you to go far away, I need you to pack all the stuff and do all this, these things, and do it, I don't blink. If you say, Justin, I need you to go into that studio and I need you to light it and I need you to photograph a book, I'm like, <laughs> what? I do not. That is, it is in my wheelhouse and I could do it, but I just go, oh my goodness. That is not where my passion lies and that's not what fills me with joy every day and that's probably not where I should be. I should probably go, hmm. I'm going to call some of my still life people and they can do it because they get filled with joy when that phone call comes in and goes, yes, I'm going to nail that photo of that book and it's going to look so pretty. And I'm like, no, not for me. That's it. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's recognizing your values, being self-aware of what you want to do, um, being aligned with yourself and your craft, but also, you know, being honest and being, and being vulnerable at the same time and saying, that's not my area of expertise. Actually, there's, it's powerful to say, and I've said it on set, and I've, I, that's not my area. Like when someone's asked me to shoot something extra, and I'm like, nope, that's not what I want to do. I remember actually you asked me to go film some stuff, um, video, and I was like, you want me to go video, what, handheld? And you want me to do what? Well, I need a, I need a brief, I need this. And you were like, what? <laughs> no, the brief is just make it awesome. And you were like, just make it awesome. And I was like, no, 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 I'm a lot more structured. That's not my area. <laughs> you can't throw me in there. <laughs> just then you were like, okay. And that straight away, I knew and you knew. She's not the one for I'm this. I'm not calling Jerry for that. <laughs> she isn't just jump in there. I was like, do you want me to bring these? And I can set this up and watch the story. And you were like, what, man? No, so, yeah, I, yep. Do you know what I mean? And it's, that's great. And it's understanding that and understanding each other. But actually, I just want to jump back to the moment that you were talking about the clients and you and me, and we were all getting some kind of marketing material from the shoot that we did together. And that's so important. And it's something I've recognized later on in my career, how important having BTS is, how important it is having someone on set filming stuff and taking photos. And because marketing is something that as a creator probably doesn't come that naturally. Like we do take our photos, but then we don't really boast about it as much as we should. And we kind of just kind of carry on on this hamster wheel of shooting and working and earning money, but we're not really taking time to shoot what we're actually doing. So when you recorded that video for me, I was... I think I, I cried. I was so blown away and I was like so grateful because I was like, yeah, this is exactly what you need. And I didn't expect it. And I was super grateful that I had it. And it gave me that kind of like, aha, this is something that is so valuable to us as a creator to have someone with us shooting BTS and showing you working. I mean, it's next level stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I, 100%. I, I feel like the, the 
one of the photographer's conundrums is the photographer never gets photographs of himself yes. on set. Everybody else gets beautiful photographs, and you're like, what? Yeah. what? I'm the one taking these photographs. That's I don't it. get any photographs of myself. And it's, it's funny because I do loads of shoots with other photographers because I end up going on these shoots as like the blend. I go as the filmmaker's assistant. Mm. So I'll run a production, I'll hire a DP, I'll go as like the assistant slash photographer filmmaker guy, and then there'll be a photographer there. Mm. So I'll be documenting and photographing and filming, but then there's also a photographer to get snaps of me. Mm, thanks, good. thanks, Zoot. <laughs> um, and you get these beautiful photographs of yourself, and you're like, yes, like my kids get to see what I do. Yeah, hundred percent. That I don't just sit in front of a computer. Yeah. And I think as a photographer, it is such a joy to get that stuff. I have never broken into tears, but then again, <laughs> I've never had, I've never had testimonials done with me in frame. <laughs> Um, which is critical and very, very good if you ever are a photographer to get that done. Yeah. Um, but I am a firm believer in the concept of behind the scenes and I never want to do a shoot without behind the scenes. Mm. Yeah. Me except too. for this one. Cause we don't have behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks Jerry. You're supposed to be doing behind the scenes. Um, <clears throat> but I think that the behind the scenes and the marketing material that comes from it, you know, is always second to the product that you're trying to deliver. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is that your BTS stuff behind the scenes is going to have more life. Yes, 100%. After the shoot, because you can use it across any and all platforms. Mm -hmm. Yes, they might be embargoed because of the project that you're working on. You can't actually show anything Mm -hmm. that's on. But if your person who shoots behind the scenes is good, Mm -hmm. you can shoot it in such a way where it doesn't look like you're doing what you're doing. This you can is do it, it somewhere else. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yes, obviously if I've got NDAs and I always ask the client if I can bring someone to shoot behind the scenes. Um, and then I always give the client a free selection of behind the scenes imagery. I have this wonderful um, photographer that I'm collaborating with and I'm teaching her photography and film and she comes behind the scenes and she shoots some stuff for me. And obviously her stuff is amazing and then I give it to the client and they're like oh my god amazing I love it but it it's great because like you said it helps promote me as a person the brand that I'm actually working and what I'm doing what I what how I how I am perceived when I'm working the team that I'm working with it gives me an opportunity to tag all the team in the shoot so they can then get work as well it gives me opportunity to tag the girl shooting behind the seats so she can get work because she's trying to come up as a photographer and she shoots amazing stuff so really it's again it's thinking out of the box when it comes to collaborating now I remember when I was in the industry like let's just say 10 years ago and no one wanted to that would shoot. make you 12 okay. yeah <laughs> yeah no one wanted to shoot behind the scenes like you could no one wanted to share anything no one wanted to tell you what kind of system they were using what kind of camera they were using what grading they were using no one wanted to give you any kind of location ideas it was just and i'm team 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 so i'm like tell 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 <laughs> and yeah it was such it was really difficult and it's and it's only in the last 10 years as i have have we come into this kind of the millennials who were real share orientated have I noticed that the younger generation are willing to share but the older generation is still a little bit stuck in their ways when it comes to putting things on Instagram and sharing who their team was and shouting you know shouting for their team but I'm like nope I'm changing that I'm all team good but do you fall in the old bracket are you in the old bracket i see no grays there i am in the old bracket i don't know i'm pretty old we won't disclose i weather well she's 65 (laughs) she looks great for 65 
Um, okay, so we can, what we've realized is if we collaborate and we work together, we can create awesome media nice. storms. Mm, yeah. Which is bonkers. And you could, you could even get craftier and you could work together on how that information is shared. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you team up at the same time, whether you stagger throughout the year, whatever it might be. But I think what the key is, is that it's working with people you want to work with, collaborating, creating some interesting stuff and realizing that if you all work together, your combined powers are much stronger. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And it's getting rid of this idea of like, oh, I'm working for free. That that kind of mentality gets you nowhere. You know, you it's not about working for free or volunteering your time. It's it's about understanding you've got a skill set, the person's got a skill set, and you're going to both create something awesome, experience something new, learn something, grow, give each other opportunities to share the work, meet new people. Um, and especially if someone's asking you all the time, if oh, you want to do this, do you want to do this? And it's really in line with who you are and just go for it, have fun. And I think when we did, when I ever do anything for free, I always feel like the pressure's off because it's freedom to be creative and throw ideas around and we're just there to kind of have fun and you know the clients are going to be really happy we're going to make people happy so it's just that freedom without the pressure of like the client is paying do as you're told (laughs) yeah I, I also find that people you know you want the budget you want the job but then what happens is sometimes the the goals get lost because of the budget because of the timing because you can't you're like, oh, but the client wanted to do it this way. And you're like, you can't actually be fully in control of the creative. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you do it for free and mm-hmm. you work with somebody you want to work with, you talk about it. Creativity unleashed. There's no specifics. There's no budget restraints. Mm-hmm. It's all upstairs. Mm-hmm. So it's on you to be as creative as you want. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you need to get a helicopter in this shoot. Because you know, that <laughs> might be a budget restraint. But, you know, in the confines of what you have... You can do whatever the heck you want, given the time that you're going to put into it. That's all right. And actually, sorry, I didn't mean to just in. That just brings me to another idea. If you are um, coming into this industry, you know, if you're young and you're wondering how to break into the photographic industry, the film industry, I, when I started out, not only did I assist people for free, if I thought they were, <gasps> I know, when they were You ama- said the F word. Assisted, yeah, when they were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I And because I wanted to learn from them. And I would always, you know, I would always offer one or two days can I collaborate with you? Can I come work with you? Um, I will do anything. Can I just be on set with you? And they'd always say yes. And it's about pitching yourself and showing you're enthusiastic and that you're interested. And it's just a great way to learn. I get I get grilled when I talk about working for free. Because people are like, you're trying to undercut the industry. You're trying to take away jobs from people like us. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's a diff- That's just, again, no, we're not saying you're going to be a slave and work consistently for free for the next six months to a year. I'm saying if you want to learn and you're inspired by another human being and their creativity and you the only opportunity that you have to get on set and meet them and learn from them and be enthusiastic about what you do, then offer your skill set up. Because you're, what you're taking in is wisdom. What you're taking in is teamwork. What you're taking in is them giving you the opportunity to work and take you somewhere else. What you're taking in is all their years of experience. H- how, is that, how are you not benefiting? Amen, sister. Amen. <laughs> 
No, it, it, it baffles my mind. I often think about just, say, like the journey that any photographer's had. And you go, if you could distill that down into a couple days, a couple weeks, and you go, that's what an internship is. Yeah. If you're genuinely interested and you ask the right questions and you're curious about certain things or how they did certain things, you go, that is distilling someone's career into an internship. Mm-hmm. If the internship's right and it's aligned for you. Mm-hmm. If the photographer is a jerk, then yeah. doesn't want to share, That's then it. get the heck out of there. 100%. I've done that. I've been with someone, I've asked them questions, they've been mean to me, they've not shared anything, and I was like, okay, learn a lesson, don't want to work with you, thought you were super cool, but you're not, move on. It was one day. Didn't kill me, I learned. But I still saw the set, and I still saw how things work, and I still spoke to the other assistants on the set, and asked those the questions, and I still got a free lunch. I was, I'm happy. Bingo. <laughs> I got a free rice dish. <laughs> the, I, I feel like that's, that it's looking at every situation, not in a greedy way, not in an all about me way, but f- treating it like a springboard. Yeah, 100%. You treat every situation like a springboard. If it's not getting you to the next level or it's not giving you an opportunity, granted you might have to grind for a little bit, but mm-hmm. if it's not going to take you somewhere, then it's like, is this the right thing for me? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about working f- for free mm-hmm. specifically. And if it's not a stepping off point or a springboard, then maybe you need to find somebody else that aligns better with you. A hundred percent. Yeah. So in my, in my space, my space is old. Um, I've always, I just don't even know where to go. Like, do you, do you put this thing on Upwork? Do you put it on LinkedIn? Like, how do you find those people? Because those people aren't necessarily reaching out to you. Mm. How does Jerry find the intern to come help her? Um, So I found uh, my BTS photographer because I was working on a job. And she was actually working with this other guy for free. And I was working there being... You poached her. Basically, yeah. And I was like... (laughs) Girl, your stuff is amazing. And I, like, and I got to know her, and I was like, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And then I was just like, listen, do you want to come on set with me? I'm going to have this job. You, and, I, and I was like, listen, I'm going to have this big job. I would, love to be, I would love to have you on set. You shoot some great stuff. But literally, just come on set and be creative. Like, there's no pressure. Just come on set and learn. Do what you want to do. Um, speak to anybody like I was saying come on set and learn I'm going to teach you for you coming on set with me for that day I know that you're doing it for free so I'm going to give you as much knowledge and wisdom as I possibly can offer without any stress or constraints you can use my kit be creative and let's see if we gel if we do then my next job I'm going to pay you Came on set, shot some amazing stuff, had a great time. She shot some video for me that her boyfriend then edited for free, gave me the video to market a film that I created. I was like, this is amazing. Thank you for giving to me for free. Didn't ask him. And now he's working for me, filming my YouTube stuff and editing my film stuff, editing my my personal projects, and I'm paying him. So your internship role is filled. That's what you're saying. So Jerry doesn't need an intern. (laughs) But how to find them is I would I would basically be putting it out on Instagram. Like I would I would shoot something and then I would say, listen, I'm looking for someone who's you know enthusiastic, who wants to collaborate, who wants to get involved, who wants to learn, um, who wants to come work with me for a day, see if we gel, see where it goes. And the people that get back to you are usually the people who are enthusiastic and creators and interested and have a growth mindset. 
Right, so one Jerry doesn't have any openings, but if you need an internship, you should call me and you'll talk to <laughs> Owen and Owen will put you right where you need 100%, to be. hundred percent. And if you do, you would be so lucky to get on this team. So yeah. Very lucky. I'm, I'm going to come and do it. <laughs> Positions filled. Um, okay. So we've talked about behind the scenes, which is great. The, but we're going to share some of these because I think that's pretty important to be actually see what was created because to me, it's bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing we've talked about a number of times on the phone, which is uh, critical, and I highly recommend uh, all you people out there actually go call your buddies in the creative space because catching up and staying connected and seeing what other people are up to is important. Yeah. I think it's critical to know what you're doing just as much it's important for me to know what my filmmaker buddies are doing. Mm-hmm. So that way... If something were to cross paths and like, oh, they're working on a project, she's working on a project, maybe that'd work together. Or in one of the other clients that I've got on the business side or the banking side or whatever it might be, it's like, it's good to keep tabs. Mm-hmm. 100% good to keep tabs. And also, not only to stay connected with your creators, but also have a wider connection. One of my not mistakes, but one of the things that I did over my kind of like 10 years of assisting was that I kind of only hung out with photographers and other assistants. So I- Are you saying they're bad company? No, no, but I didn't, I didn't widen my company. So we were all kind of in the same thing, but I wasn't actually speaking to anybody that was maybe in graphic design or anybody that was illustrating or anybody that was just doing something completely different that's not in the industry. So my focus just got narrowed on photography, photography, photography. And um, I guess it wasn't really until about 2018 did I, and I spoke to another photographer who's a good friend of mine, and he said to me, "If you got no, do you not know any other people that aren't in this industry?" And I was like, "Well, not really. All my mates are photographers or you know filmmakers." And he was like, "Oh, you've got to reach out. You got to go and you got to make. You've got to mix with other people." And I was like, "Actually, yeah, because I've I've got to just get different insights and you know speak to people about." different things like business and marketing and sales and all that kind of stuff. So that's when I did. I reached out, got mentors, got coaches, um, met a wide range of amazing female entrepreneurs who I'm now in like their group and we talk about everything from book writing to business. They've they've not only kind of like widened my mindset, but also just like my, my world. So I'm no longer in my just photography bubble. My bubble has now got bigger and I've got other people in there bringing other opportunities and ideas and pointing me in different directions, which is amazing. So widen your bubble. Yeah, 100%. This should be the Jerry Show. <laughs> the funny thing is that you and I go back. When I was a wee porn. <laughs> We're not talking about, did you say porn? We're not talking about porn. <laughs> We go way back. We go back when I was doing, when I just moved to London and I was like trying to get every single job under the sun. I'd do it for two cents. I was roughly, I think that company paid me a little bit more than two cents. Just. Um, but you were working at the front desk? You were a yeah. secretary? I know. I was, I was a mixture. I was working within the agency. It was called Flux, Flux Media or something. And I was basically working with Richard and um, Dre and... Richard, who's an amazing friend of mine still, had me, had me under his wing and I've assisted him, God, for the last eight years. Um, and I was just kind of breaking in. And actually, I was in that, I was in that job working 
for basically cheap because I wanted to get experience. Um, I wanted to learn. I wanted to hang out with photographers and creators. So I was like, just, I'll do anything. Like, I just want to be with creative people. I finished university about two years previous, two years earlier. So I was still trying to find my path and find my way. I was like 25, 26. That's strange because I'm still doing that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I, don't, I just want to get in. I want to learn. And, and I was there to do a mixture of design and I was there to help Richard with his photography stuff. And what I realized when I was working there, what kind of job I wanted to have and, what, you know, what, I, what was right for me and what was wrong with me. Wrong for me, should I say. <laughs> I won't discuss what's wrong with you, but yeah, wrong for you. I thought you, you were awesome <laughs> even then. <laughs> um, I, I think that all this stuff is really fascinating that, you know, we get to go out and create. But I think the joy is that we get to create for other people mm-hmm. and then we get to build incredible relationships. And I feel like the stuff about BTS and the marketing things that we're talking about is really just a way to reconnect with people. Yeah. It's like you're then when you create the behind the scenes or you create marketing stuff or you post on social media or whatever it is it's really just a way to be top of mind in the eyes and ears of people that know you mm-hmm. i mean yes of course marketing to try and get more work but really it's just a way of you know letting people know that you're still out there still alive still breathing just engage you're just engaging you know what i mean you're engaging you're showing that you're enthusiastic about what you do and you know you're and i guess it People like to see behind the scenes. I love seeing what's going on. I want to see you on set and how what you're working on. And I love all your travel stuff and who you're hanging out with. We're social people. And I feel like um, when I look at someone's gram and it's just their images like a portfolio, I don't really know the person. And I, when I see somebody and I can see them on set with their team and all that and they're working, I'm like, yeah, I kind of connect. I resonate. I, I, and I just get to know them a little bit deeper. Mine are usually just selfies, but yeah. But your selfies are great because it's you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's you. It's showing you. It's showing you're with people. And you're, it shows that you travel around the world. It shows that you're interested in people. And that's what's important. Okay, so we've talked about it loads on the phone. Mm-hmm. But about, and you're doing a master's and trying to help people find their path and their way. Mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious because I'm old and I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. And I look at all my friends who have like normal jobs that know what they're doing. And I go, okay, uh, maybe I'm supposed to have it figured out too. But you're like, nah, this is just way too much fun. Like this little roller coaster, I'm going to ride it till the wheels fall off. I'm going to try all sorts of stuff and just do it all and see how it goes. And not have, not be pigeonholed into one specific thing. Mm Because I just want to dabble and try and if it works it works and if i like it go that way and if i don't don't go the other way mm-hmm. um but you we're, we've been talking about finding your passion and finding your uh your your why mm-hmm. what drives you yeah you, the driving force behind what it is can you talk to me a bit about yeah that? yeah um i mean there's there's no right or wrong way and what i realized coming of age, should I say, being older, is that when I was younger and I looked to people who were older and I thought, yeah, they got it all figured out. And actually, I'm like, no one has got it figured out. No one, hardly anyone. And sometimes I think, yes, I should just be on one direct path and not veer from it. But I I have actually done that. I was 
solely focused on photography. I was like, I'm going to assist because I want to learn. I want to learn everything I could possibly learn. But then you end up getting trapped on that path because it becomes comfortable. So to grow and to understand yourself and become more aware of who you are and to learn to experience the ups and downs and become more resilient in life, it's actually for the right person, good to take risks, good to veer off the path, good to take yourself out of the comfort zone because you're going to be challenged and you're going to learn and it is uncomfortable. I'm growing a business at the moment online and it is challenging, but it's also refreshing and I'm learning new things and connecting with new people. So I think when I always talk about, you know, your values and finding out who you are, think about, you know, become more self-aware of what you want to do and really understand what it is that's driving you, what brings you joy, what can you what can you what can you do if you weren't kind of getting paid for it and you would be interested in doing it. I Finding a purpose and meaning, I always think is quite deep, but I'm like, just find something that you love to do that brings you joy, that's in your kind of area or your in your kind of zone of genius that aligns with you and just keep moving forward and take risks and take challenges and take yourself out of your comfort zone. Because I've been in that comfort zone and after a while it can become pretty depressing. I think that's hard to say to somebody who sat there trying to find purpose and they're like, this is comfy why would I want to get out of that steady paycheck to go to a job that I'm not quite sure whether it's going to be paying me as well or as frequently. Mm. And I've got kids to feed. I've got a house to pay for. And you go, I think that's, that's more about if you're, if you're comfortable and content and that's what resonates with you. Awesome. I mean, amen to that. I would love that. But if you're comfortable and not content and thinking, I want to do something else, but I don't want to do and I don't want to take the risk, it is very difficult to, to I mean, a lot of people, because of COVID, have had to pivot. But and a lot of people don't pivot because of the fear of pivoting. Um, I've been freelance since I was 16. I've been up and down, cash flow, buying a house, selling a house, you know, like that kind of thing, hand to mouth. And... Um, I think once you understand you as a person and what you're capable of and how resilient you are and how you face your challenges as a creator, actually kind of driving yourself out of your comfort zone, not all at once, little bit, little by little, can actually may help you grow and give you more of a growth mindset. Well, I think the interesting thing out of this COVID deal was the sad reality is that a lot of people are replaceable. Yes. And I think it's you put all your energy and effort and all your eggs into one basket and you give everything that you've got to this one employer mm. and then something like this happens. They got to stop the hemorrhaging, you're out. Yeah. And you go, but, I, but I've just been like maybe disgruntled, maybe not happy, but getting that paycheck, going through the motions, doing the things, but you really weren't building a future for yourself. Mm. And I'm not saying this is for everybody. No, it's not for everybody. But the truth is, is that you have a replaceable job and you're not building your own future, mm. then whose future are you building? Yeah. And for me, I, the only like proper job I've ever had is a pizza delivery boy when I was in high school. Last and then I, was, then I was a personal <laughs> assistant for a doctor, which was a very strange job, but an awesome job. Yeah. Where you do like all these, all sorts of weird jobs. You know, everything from picking up laundry to dropping off kids to managing houses and doing this. I just hope you wasn't giving anyone any medication. <clears throat> no medication. <laughs> but you go, that, that was my, 
quasi job, but all of all of those jobs were replaceable. And when I decided to, you know, move to Hawaii, take on a mountain of debt to buy my camera equipment for twenty five thousand pounds, wow. twenty five thousand dollars. I was like, ooh, is this a good idea? And you're like, yeah, because I wouldn't do it any other way, and I'd rather sink and learn to swim mm. than just float in my floaty toy. Mm. You know, it, to me, it made complete sense because I've always been a risk taker, and I knew that I wanted to do something and I was going to do it. But I also know that it's not easy for everybody else. It's not easy. And I think with the situation that has just happened, it's like it sucks to have the rug pulled out from underneath you Whereas if you are hedging that way, like get out of there and just mm. and dive in because you'll be building for your own future. Like nobody can take your future away. No, because you it's built all your own. <laughs> yeah, which is which is in some ways ooh, heavy, but in other ways exhilarating because you've built it, you've curated your life, you've gone on the paths that you've gone on, and you are where you are today because of you, mm-hmm. not because you took a job at a place and then went up the ranks. Yeah. And that's got to be comforting. It was tough at one point, but now you're like, boom, I did that. Well, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. And I agree that it isn't for everyone. And that's what's amazing. We're all individual. We all have our own individual personalities. And it's all about figuring out what works for you. I couldn't work in a full-time job for somebody else. I am too risk. I'm too much of a difficult. I'm (laughs) I'm too much of a risk taker. I've, you know, I'm too opinionated. I've got ideas. I, I want to do my own thing. You know, that's my personality. So once I realized what my personality was, then I realized what kind of job I would suited for. I didn't go, I want to be a photographer, like right out of like, you know, coming out of school. No, I just knew I wanted to create. And it wasn't until I came out of uni and I was in different jobs that I realized, actually, I want to create, but in teams that I'm kind of in charge of and not, and I'm traveling a lot and I'm working with different people all the time. And that's how I came into photography. Um, And the reason why I was able to kind of, I think, keep it going and go with the ebbs and flows was because before I went to uni I was freelance I was like doing a bit of job here doing a bit of job here getting a bit of money there I was hustling all the time my family owned their own businesses so I was hustling with them when I was like you know coming up from school be working on the markets doing wholesales you know I'd be my stepdad would take me and make me go down the, the alleyways and like sale sale do you know what I mean for the for the jeans so I was always hustling but it's not for everyone so I think it's all about understanding who you are, what you enjoy, and where you want to go with life, and then setting your goals to your values, and then taking action on those goals. So you say where you want to go. Yeah, where you want to go. But I also think it's important to know where you don't want to go. Yeah. It's like it's just as important to figure out what you want to do versus what you do not no. want to do. <laughs> because if you figure out what you do not want to do, you know that you just cut that path off. You just go, boom. Yeah. Sweet, that's not happening. So every other way, and then you find another couple of things you like, you go, okay, maybe I'll dabble in those, but you go, ooh, I don't want to do that. Bonk, done, mm-hmm. off. And I feel like when you sit somebody down and say, you need to find your passion, oh. it, that is a daunting task. Yeah. And you go, I feel like it's, you need to figure out what you really do not want to do. And do you if, know what? Go. Sorry, that brings us all the way back round to collaborating. 
because by collaborating with people and getting in there and offering your services and skill sets and wisdom for free, you're going to have more opportunity to figure out who you are and what you do and don't want to do. I've done so many things at university for little no pay because I was like, I need to figure out if I'm good at this, do I want to do it? Do I want to be here? And I'm only going to get this opportunity if I go, can I work for you for a week for free? And, you know, I did save. I had a night job. So I know my, I did, my, I didn't have any parents in London. My mum lived in Cyprus. So I had no support, no financial support. So I worked at nights. I did three months, three months once for free coming out of uni in a design firm in the middle of the economic crash. And I had to work at night and in the day. And I was coming home at something like four in the morning, sleeping till six, seven, getting up, getting on the train and doing that like three, four times a week, three, four times a day, a week. Yeah, a week. <laughs> Is that why your other friends had like proper jobs and they were going out and having pints? And Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it, and I was doing it because I was trying to figure out who, what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be. And I just knew that these were the opportunities that I had available. And the only thing that I had to give was my time. And that, my friends, is full circle. So the long story short is you need to collaborate to collaborate, but you also need to collaborate to figure out what it is you like, what you don't like, and by proxy, figure out where you're going to go. That's it. Yeah. So obviously the thing about working for free, mm-hmm. it, it's really easy to sit back and say, oh, yeah, but you had support, didn't you? You could, you could easily go work for free. And I have to throw my hands up. When I came to London, I cycled and peddled sandwiches all around this city nice but i had support right Mm -hmm. i went and did this horrible job and got paid peanuts and then did my little side hustle and got photo work randomly but my girlfriend at the time now my wife was paying rent Mm -hmm. so like i didn't have to pay rent Mm -hmm. which is atrocious when you come to the city so you go i had support go Yes, it's very easy to say you can work for free when you when you have support. But actually, I didn't have support. I hustled my little ass off. I worked nights um, till God knows what time in the morning, just so I can have money to get on the train. I did promo jobs left, right, and center. Stood in the cold in the tramway station, handing out leaflets. God, I hate this. I, I literally was like, "Why am I doing this?" I lived in this house of. It was like a Victorian pit with a woman who was lovely but had an obsession with pigeons. <laughs> and <laughs> we had bed lies just so I could pay like £130 a week rent. Um, yeah, I, it, I hustled my little tush off. Um, I did have a partner at the time who was helping me with a little bit of rent, which was amazing. But then I still had to pay, you know, I had to you know, contribute to that as well. But when I first came to London knew no one, had no, had no parents to give me any money. Like I have parents, but they were, they're not in the place to give me cash. They're like, you do it. You're independent, work, slave, find a way. And that's what I had to do. That was actually, well, hindsight, that was actually a gift. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, Thanks and, mom and dad. Thank you. So they never gave me, they never handed me any money. It was like, you need to go find a, find a job or do something, work nights. So it did make me more resilient, but it also made me, really conscious about what I wanted to do. I had to figure out my path and my drive pretty quickly. And I, my core of everything I did was being creative. I'm a creator. So not as a photographer, as long as I've got something that's creative, I will work for free because that's something that drives me, that puts me in my flow. 
and I will hustle at night until the sun comes out. And I was young. I mean, I was young. So I had a bit more energy. Time was on your side. Time was on my side. So I could stay (laughs) up and work till five in the morning and then get on a train at like seven to get to a job. But, you know, it is possible. Just and And I still do it now. It is possible. It's just you've got to find the way. Well, when you say that, that actually, that when you say work for free and I hear that story, I've never heard that story before, that actually solidifies working for free for me. Because it's mm-hmm. like you knew what it take, you knew what it took to make money, to hustle, to get to mm-hmm. where you are now. Mm-hmm. And you had to do, pull every string in the book. You had to, you know, live with pigeons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pigeons. And now when you say go work for free, I go... If she had to do that and she's still saying go work for free, all right, it's worth it. Yeah, 100%. And actually, it just brings me to one more story with regarding a good friend of mine uh, who's a photographer. I, when I was working at the agency, I was like, please, can I assist you? Please, can I assist you? I will do it for free. And he was like, well, you don't have the skill sets to come and assist me. So I Googled, like, what skill sets do I need to assist him? And I knew that there was this new technology coming out at the time called Capture Pro. It was brand new. It was coming out, and they were doing courses. So I was like, I knew that he didn't use it because he wasn't very techy. So I was like, right, if I go learn this and pay, and it was something like 250 or something pounds at the time when I got a certificate, he will then take me on to assist him for free for a couple of days to see how well I would do. So I used my money that I had left. I paid for the course. I did it. And then I said to him, oh, I've got this new course. Oh, you mean this little certificate? Oh, yeah. This little certificate that nobody else is doing at the moment and you need because you don't have it on your set. And he, he had an assistant at the time. And I kind of like, I didn't push him out. He wanted to move on to new things. And I helped him move on. And I was like, I have this skill set now. Can I come work with you? And he was like, yeah. And then I worked with him for like eight years. So it's recognizing that opportunity and really understanding where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Take the chance and the risk and give your time. 100%. I, I mean, that brings on another thought from our friend Gary V. Um, he often talks about how he couldn't even get a job in his own agency right now. Mm. He goes, he wouldn't have the education. He wouldn't have the skill set. He wouldn't be able, he couldn't employ himself. Yeah. But yet he's the CEO of the company. And... I find that fascinating because I, I look at productions that I've put on for particular clients. I couldn't get a job. Mm. I mean, I have a degree in documentary film, film and journalism. I've got loads of experience. But on paper, I could not get a job in that company. Mm. Yeah. But I can run the production that that company has just paid for. And that to me is fascinating because whilst I didn't go on that journey to get those degrees and to get you know, that certification... I went on my path mm-hmm. to get me to where I am, which allows me to do what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And where Gary talks about and you're talking about is how you need to figure out where you can add the most value, yeah, which you did. You figured out there, there was a hole there that that guy needed filled and he needed somebody to run the, the computer, the program. Yeah, do the digi, yeah. And you go, if you can then just get that. Mm-hmm. That just gets you in the door. Just gets and then you your in the personality door. just swings it open. And you go, that is over delivering, being smart, listening, understanding. And if he doesn't understand that, mm. then you go, he's probably not the right person to work for. But he was, he did see it. And then you can use your 
yeah, creative mojo and your personality <laughs> butter everybody up and then you're already in the door that's it and do you know what I didn't realize at the time what I was doing I just knew that I, I wanted it wasn't I just knew that it was something that I wanted I you know I wanted to be on set I that so I was just like like you said I found a way how do I get my foot in that door and then the rest is history and that's it it is I, I find the the photography thing and being assistants I often go and assist photographers mm-hmm. I, I have zero assisting skills <laughs> I have no idea why I wasn't gifted with them but on set I will get I'll run uh, capture whatever the heck it's called Yo, yeah, yeah, I yeah. basically do a five minute YouTube tutorial before I show up learn how to use it but then I just butter everybody up as they come through the line <laughs> and everybody feels really good about getting their I photo know. taken the photographer goes I so that's want, great I want you to come work with me that's amazing <laughs> and just it's the boring thing about having to like go like if you're in a location where there's loads of people and you have to like keep keep rifling through people bring them in yeah. get the portraits taken make sure they feel really comfy and I'm like that is so my job <laughs> I could so do that it's like when we go do shoots for various TV companies and they're like we need to do Vox Pops I'm like <laughs> I totally got this. I've got an American accent. I can go approach anybody on the street in the UK. They'll be like, you American or Canadian? Like, I'm American, but good, good question. And I feel like that is that was my way in. It was the social element to mm. just butter people up and get people going, which is probably why I'm the, uh, the birthday guy. Because you're very skilled at that. And, you know, some photographers haven't got that social skill. Some have. And, yeah, I think having someone on board that can bring something to the set or to, to a collaboration is amazing. Like, I have I, most – when I hire people to come work with me, I, depending on what experience they have, like I've got two people working with me next week, I call them my techs because they actually have lots of experience and they're not really my assistant because they're all got their own zones of genius and they're all bringing something to this team as a collaboration. So I'm very, their team, I respect you, you, you know, we all have the same kind of level of know-how. So you're my techs. And then if someone is learning with me, then I call them an assistant because I'm actually there to help them grow. I'm going to remove assistant from my book. Yeah, you, if you came on set, I'd be like, this is the guy who's going to buddy you up. Yeah, well, <laughs> Actually, I think... If both of us on set, I think people would be like, what? They'd be annoyed. <laughs> be like, this, this set is over-buttered. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> the, um, I, I do think that the, the idea of assistant, creating some level of inferiority and superiority, mm. I think is an interesting one. Because as, as an assistant, I don't really ever assist. And I feel like anytime I bring in an, an assistant on, I'm not being assisted. No. They are fully capable of doing this by themselves. This is it. We're actually just partnering up to do the job. hundred percent. I mean, the assistant thing, like I, pref- I prefer more the, um, not the intern, the, like the trainee or something, someone who's new and coming in. What you, you mentioned it when you, when you go to a job. I can't think of the word. Anyway, it's just if you're if you're. I don't know. I haven't been on one in a really really long long time. time. (laughs) If they're learning from you, fine. Then you're kind of they're kind of an intern. You're teaching them, and I would say they're an assistant. But if they're on the same level as you, they're not there to carry your bags. They're there to help. You're there as a team. You're there to collaborate. I'm actually there to carry their bags. <laughs> I just, I think I'm actually a pack mule is what I should be. You are definitely coming on my sets and yeah. I'll be load you, load yeah. you up. Zero responsibility. I just carry the bags. <laughs> um, advice you give to an intern or somebody who is on set. One of the things that infuriates me is when you have to be on set and constantly reminding and telling the individual what to do. Mm. And I want to instill 
in people the same thing, the same work ethic that I have, which is I'm just going to continuously be doing stuff. Mm. I'm going to be doing stuff, whether it's, whether it's what you need me to do or an additional thing that I need to do. It's just like I, with my clients, I never want to be seen on the phone. I never want to get that thing out on a day because if I worked all day full tilt and crushed everything for a millisecond, that client turns around and sees me on the phone. Mm. They go, hmm, mm. he's the guy on the phone. <laughs> I mean, and, and this goes into every, every element of my work, from the stuff I do on planes and travel around to the stuff I do down the road, which I often don't do down the road because I don't like working in London. Um, I do not like to be on my computer, and I do not like to be on my phone because I don't want that one glance to tarnish Mm. what I've worked my tail off all day to do. Mm-hmm. So I am, if you're trying to get a hold of me on a shoot day, good luck. Good it's luck. not happening. It's like the phone is in the bin. If you call three times in a row, I know that you're probably in trouble. Um, so I might look at my phone. But other than that, that thing's not coming out of my pocket because th- that is too precious. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there is something... Uh, that I hold the client in such high regard and I value the fact that they brought me in to do it, I don't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that, Jerry? I've got three things to say to that, actually. The first thing about an assistant coming on set and them having the opportunity to, to be busy. Now, that actually, from a person from that perspective, being an assistant, that really depends on the leader, the photographer, the creator, and how you come across to that assistant. If you come across and say something to that assistant, you know what, I know you're learning, just you know, get involved, There's, you can't make mistakes, just you know, learn, if you don't know what you're doing, ask me, it's fine. They will then feel more comfortable to make themselves busy and to learn. But if that person comes on set and the leader, the photographer or the creator makes that person feel inferior from the the get-go, that person's not going to make themselves busy because they're going to be terrified to make a mistake, to break something, to get in the way. So they actually just... So they clam up and they close down and... And if they speak to other assistants, say you've got more than one, and those assistants are rude to that person, I've been there, and like tell them that what they've said is stupid or that's not how that's not that and whatever, then that person just closes in even more. So that kind of leadership comes from the creator of the set. So when I have newbie on newbies on the set, I'm like, listen, you can't make a mistake, you know, just if you can't set up the stands, you can't set up the lights, or if you don't know if you're doing something right. Don't just ask me. Just come over and ask me. I'm he- I'm taking you on as assistant to teach you. Um, and then you're going to get more comfortable with me as we go along. But don't be f- afraid to learn on my set. But if I want someone who knows their, sh- their thing, and then I'll get a tech. And I'm like, you know your thing, go do it. I'm not going to question it. There's nothing, there's no wrong. There's a million different ways to light something. There's no right or wrong way. I'm just I mean, my priority is the client having fun and the people I'm photographing having fun. The rest of the shenanigans behind me, the digi, the lighting, as long as it looks good, I don't care what you do. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? As long as it looks good. And then coming to the third thing about your mobile phone, I 100% agree with you. But as a working photographer, you have to get a VA. I have a VA who, if I'm working on set for big jobs, I'll be like, this is my email. If anything comes in, answer those emails. Because clients want, in my area of expertise, want answers to 
quotes. One, yeah, and they want it now. They want images. They at least want to hear from you because they work in corporations and they don't have patience. So I have to make sure that they're getting answered to by my VA. But if I see my texts on their mobile phones and something doesn't look right, I'm like, mate, please. Like, I, you're meant to be my second pair of eyes. I, I'm here to entertain and take photos, but you're here to make sure that everything is going well. So yes, I agree on that, that they shouldn't be on their phone. I was never on my phone on set. Well, I think <clears throat> I agree with myself. I agree with you. Um, <laughs> That being said, yes, the, the clients who do need stuff. Oi, mate, get off the phone. <laughs> Owen was just on the phone God when he's it. supposed to God be listening to the, the podcast itself. Um, no, I think it's, it is one of those things where if everything's set, yeah. if everything's ready to go, and then they're like, hey, I need to jump on a quick call. 100%. Or I need, to, I need to jump on the phone real quick. And you're like, cool, great. But if we're halfway through setup or we're halfway through breakdown and you're sitting over there on the corner on a phone, I'm like, oi. And something's not working. Your wife better be giving birth. <laughs> or the house better be burning. Yeah. Because we have lights to take down. Okay? That's it. Um, no, I, I, I think it's just, it's and as anybody, if you're working, it's anticipating, it's doing everything that you can to make sure that the flow of the day works 100%. if it's all set great do it yeah if it's all set do what you want but i've always thought that i'm there as your second pair of second pair of eyes i'm basically you so i'm there to help you as much as possible so you can just focus on being a creator so i will do everything that i can in my power to like I said, anticipate but to help and to change so you don't have to think about it because i've been in that i've been there i've been I, I i you know i'm the leader on the set and i haven't got time to think about things i've got time to make sure the client's happy and i'm i'm giving all my energy to the person that i'm photographing like i'm photographing 10 people next week i'm going to be all out woo, woo woo guys come on let's go to it you know what i mean i ain't got time to tell those to turn the light or to change that or to look at my digi, I have not got time. So the people I'm hiring, I'm hiring them because I trust them. And I'm going to, I have my little team talk before we, before we start shooting. So they know that I respect them and that they're there as my team and that I am really depending on them to make sure that everything goes smoothly. Okay. So I think the best job in the world is a cheerleader. Yes. Um, on set. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a cheerleader in college. Nice, I can in see it. Slightly different form. I couldn't lift anything, but I wore a furry costume. Uh, the the thing on a set is that the most important thing, in my opinion, is to cheer everybody on. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels supported. Yeah. But then facilitate the client relationship. A hundred percent. Which to me is the most important part. A hundred percent. It's like all this stuff can be replaced. Yeah. The models can be replaced, the location, the set, the day, the shoot, everything can mm-hmm. be replaced. The relationship with the client cannot mm-hmm. be replaced. Oh, yeah. So I can deal with all this stuff, great, but if there's any inkling that the client's not happy with the day oh, or they don't it. feel good about the day, you're like, oh, my God. So I almost want to step back from taking the photos and be client relations mm. on game day. Mm-hmm. Because that is the thing that's the most important in my mind. And then hire 
the other roles. I was just about to say, how about you come with me? I can introduce you as client relations so I can take the photos and I can just tip in and be like, hey guys, how's See, it going? That's the only way the double butter Is he butter buttering you works. up enough? <laughs> I 100, 100% agree. I 100% agree. Um, and the client's there to make sure that, because they obviously haven't a client themselves, you know, like there's a hierarchy in agencies. So I'm always like, are you happy? And they're like, are they happy? So I'm like, the people and the client. To me, I'm just bouncing off them like a ping pong ball. I was like, one of the things I love doing is if I, so like I've worked with uh, loads of my buddies again and again. Mm -hmm. And one thing, they know I do this, but I will often give them compliments mm -hmm. in front of the client. Nice. Be like, that frame looks great. Yeah, good. You know, I like the way that you did that. And the client goes, yes. Well, if he likes it, then I bet I'd like it too. And, and so what you're doing is you're building this positive energy within the group. Mm -hmm. And then the client sees it and goes, well, that's a really good group of people to work with. Yeah. They're like complimentary. One, the product's good in the end. And you go, okay, I want those guys back. Yeah. And they're not false compliments. I'm not going to tell them or tell them that their, their image is great when it's horrible. Mm -hmm. Or I might say, that looks really good. Client disappears. Be like, wait, mate, you need to change that. <laughs> I, that, that, that never happens. Um, but I feel like it's, it's important to not only deliver something great, but the client needs to feel like they're going to be receiving something great mm -hmm. too. You know, so they're, they're a part of the day. They feel like they, they're energized and excited about it. And then everybody walks away a winner. Yeah, 100%. And I totally agree with you. And that comes with being confident with who you are because I've like I said the experience of working on so many sets that's only ever happened when I've worked with a photographer who truly knows who they are is confident in their own shoes and understands that just because they've pressed the button doesn't mean it wasn't about the team creating that image in a sense so they're happy to say that looks really good I love that grading the way you've lit that's brilliant and they don't say oh I did it yeah, I like that. I told you to light it that way. Do you know what I mean? It's like, so that's awesome. And yeah, that, and I guess knowing that you are confident with who you are and what you do and bringing that to the set, like you said, it, it makes it makes for such a better environment and you get so much more out of the people that you're collaborating with or yeah. working with and the client is definitely going to hire you again because it's a positive, forward-thinking, solution-focused confident leadership environment boom <laughs> um the 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 idea of, so in that group of human beings um what i often find and you've alluded to it is the idea that when you're confident as a leader or photographer or filmmaker whatever it might be is that you need to actively be uh, complimenting others and I, I feel like if somebody's lighting it you'd be like that was dan you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. That was Jessica. Jess, nice work, Jessica. Yeah. Or whatever it might be, if you're sending that out and you're giving credit to the individual that took that photo that's going to go on your Instagram feed, mm -hmm. if you're saying that it was somebody else's idea, mm -hmm. well done. I, it just, it, everybody's a winner. Yeah. and Everybody's a winner. I mean, I'm not going to say, oh my God, I've been that from day dot, because I haven't, because I wasn't confident, you know, 15 years ago I, I I didn't say thank you to someone who lit really well and you know because it, I've had to learn that 
grace. I've had to learn to be confident in my work. And that only came with years of collaborating, years of assisting, years of learning and not learning, well, years of learning, but also learns years of like growth as well and believing in myself and, and knowing that I'm, I'm, I'm capable. So when I do my shoots now, I'm, I'm confident to go, thank you so much. That was really great. Or like, I'll go listen guys, you know what you're doing? Just go light it because I know when it looks good and when it doesn't look good and how I want it. So I have the confidence to go, actually, can you change that a little bit or can you change that? And if it looks great off the dot, I'm like, boom, great, guys. What are you about? So when I give you the direction of like, <laughs> make it awesome, make it awesome. Good. I'm happy yeah, with great. that. And, you know, and the clients there working with me because of what I what I bring to the set. So it takes time, you know, and you, it, if you are listening to this and you haven't been complimenting your team like don't feel down about it. It, it and you don't feel confident it just takes time but if you can start making those small contributions by telling someone they're doing really well on the day that's assisting you or working with you as a tech it just goes a long long way it's like a little act of kindness and watch how all those conversations around you change yeah because if you're then the guy that people want to work with and they're excited to work with you and you fill somebody with joy, those those random acts of kindness, those mm-hmm. those thoughtful words that you've shared, mm-hmm. they go a really long way. They do. And the one thing you'll notice as you come further on in your in your career as a creator is that when you get bigger and bigger jobs, having a good team is vital. And if you've been cruel, mean, uncollaborative um, in any way, when you need that great team. They're going to be busy. Yeah, I'm busy. Sorry. They're going to be busy. Sorry, can't do anything that day. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've got a, I've got a. Uh, this is it. I've got to walk the recycling bin. Yeah, you know, you can't produce those awesome shoots without a great team. It's not I, it's us. We. It's we. But there's no, yeah. We. <laughs> the um the so the flip side of that is you're showing love to say the individuals that are on set what about the clients that don't tag photographers in photos they're putting online oh i don't i don't i honestly what can i say about that it's a kind of an old age thing again with the whole secrecy thing like who shot this and who shot that and some photographers might be shooting things for money so they probably don't want to be tagged anyway and other photographers if they've got a really great job and they want to promote it then the photographer can probably promote it well like i will never force a client to tag me because i think they feel uncomfortable i if they and that's why i go back to getting your own bts stuff like it's your responsibility to promote yourself it's not the client's responsibility to promote you it's your responsibility i like that angle yeah it's your responsibility to market yourself take responsibility ask if you have bts stuff but unless it's a magazine and you're being credited for something because you're giving them something for free and you want, you're asking for something back in return, which is to be credited, awesome. But if you've been paid, it's a client, up to the client what they want to do. And I, I just wouldn't. I think it's interesting though, because in some client situations, it would actually better them mm. to have you tagged in it because this is a social media world. Mm-hmm. And you go, it would actually be better if you did tag the photographer because more people would see it. And you look at, say, the marketing world right now, which is influencer marketing. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're desperately trying to get their name on your thing Mm -hmm. to then market it further. 
So why would you not tap the photographer that shot it or the model or the individuals that were involved? Because really, it's only going to broadcast you more than what you had. At, at yes. First. So I guess um, it's... Yeah, I, I have a mixed review on that. I think, yes, it would broadcast them more, but it just depends on their own mindset towards marketing and growth. And again, we're a service provider where they are the client. So their attitude is, I'm the big wig, you're, we're services. Do you know what I mean? So I'm helping you market your business. It doesn't matter who shot it, as long as I delivered on my promise and gave you a good experience and gave you good great images and if you want to be a part of that tribe and help promote me as well because that's what really they're doing they're promoting you yeah i'm grateful but if they don't i'm still grateful and i'm going to put it on my on my insta anyway with all the bts stuff (laughs) bing that is the episode we'll catch you on the next collaboration station thanks jerry thank you